0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Top podcast. This is episode 337 for the 30th of Tishrei in a leap year. So today is day one of two of Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan. So happy Rosh Chodesh to all of you. I hope you have a great month ahead. And today we are going to be addressing the precept that it is important to speak the words out loud when you are praying or when you're learning Torah to the point that a person has not fulfilled their obligation, at least in terms of certain aspects of their prayer, like the Shema and the blessing after the meals or studying Torah, unless they've spoken these words out loud. So why is that? Like, why? You know, like if you're reading a book, like let's say, you know, if you think about the last book that you read, did you re- did you say the words out loud when you're reading the book? Most likely no, right? But yet you retain the information. So, it, you know, it, it got in you. So what's, what's the difference? Why is it that when it comes to Torah study, when it comes to prayer, it's so important to say the words out loud. So the angle that the altar is going to take with this, which is really interesting, is actually keeping in mind everything that we've been learning so far about God and about the world and specifically about God's speech and specifically how it is that God speaks the world world into existence. He didn't just think the world into existence. He actually spoke the world into existence and continues to speak the world into existence. And... Keeping that in mind, we're going to also keep in mind another principle, namely that we are created in the image of God. And we are actually mirror images of God. And I've spoken about this several times on the podcast that this idea of like anthropomorphizing God. You know, People have this understanding that the reason why we anthropomorphize God and talk about God in human terms is merely just for our own human understanding to be able to grasp God in a way that makes sense to us. And while this is true on a certain level, a deeper reason for this anthropomorphization of God is actually that it's not an anthropomorphization of God at all. That's a really hard word to say a bunch of times, but rather it's that man is a sort of deification, if if that makes sense of him meaning to say that we it's not that god is a reflection of us that we look at god and we we use these terms to understand god in terms of who we are, but rather we are a reflection of God. We are a reflection of the attributes of God that God uses to express himself to us. So we've spoken about this before. And so again, if you've noticed a lot of the epistle that we've been learning these days is a lot of review, but it's a review in a certain context of the broader discussion that we've been having. But the concepts are, are things we've discussed before. So we've spoken about this before as well, you know, how man is, an, is a mirror image of God. But today, the altar is going to really break that down again and so understanding that so so going back to speaking words of prayer out loud, why is this important because when we understand that we are a mirror reflection of god you know all of god's attributes then when we also understand that the way that god brings the world into existence god's true way that he manifests himself is through his speech this should encourage us to want to speak words of Torah out loud as that's sort of like the ultimate way to connect to our source which is him so let's see how the altar explains this and so again for context we are still in the middle of epistle 25 in Igaris HaKodesh it's quite a long epistle so we still have a few more days uh, with this epistle so the altar begins and he says here it is known to everybody that the soul of man is made up of 10 spheros. Spheros is a really hard word to to translate properly but for the sake of our discussion I'll say 10 attributes. Chokma, bina and das are the first 3 and so on. We've again we've elaborated upon these a bunch of times in the podcast so I won't go through it here but we know that there's 10 basic attributes within our souls. And all of these come from the breath of God's mouth, as is written, and we learned this in last week's parsha when Hashem created man, so that's from Braishis chapter two, verse seven, that God blew into his nostrils, the soul of life into man. So we know that like God, God's breath is what brought our soul into existence. It comes from God's breath. So. Thus, we see that basically we were created directly from God. We were created in the image of God. That's the basic idea. And so that's in a general sense. Now, in specifics, the ultra is going to get into the particularities of this, is that we know that the Chokhmah Bina Das, that's found in a person's soul, these are the three intellectual faculties, these are analogous to the Chokhmah Bina Das of the ten spheros above. So our Intellect, our intellectual faculties are mirror images of the intellectual faculties above. And above, what are these intellectual faculties referred to? These are referred to as the Abba and Ima, the mother the father and the mother. So the father is Chma, the mother is the uh is Bina. And das is the union of both of them together. And then when we get into the more emotional attributes of the soul, so we know we've spoken about this before as well. The first two emotional attributes of the soul are ava and yura, love and fear. And then from there, there are, uh, a bunch of others that come down, and all the all of the emotional attributes of the soul, and these emotional attributes of the soul are analogous to the emotional attributes of the ten spheres above, which are called above Zer Anpin, which literally translates to mean little face. So this is giving you like a nice little like um, overview of some. Kabbalistic Hasidic concepts that could be useful for you to know like now if you ever see you learn other Kabbalistic or Hasidic literature and you see that there's a reference to of the aim father and mother you know that this is referring to the Chochmah and Bina above the supernal Chochmah and Bina or if there's a reference to Zer Anpin this is this this is a reference to the Midos above the the supernal Midos and then when we get to okay so we've gone through the intellectual algebras we went through the Midos the the emotional attributes of which there are six in total and then we have the power of speech that a person has in their soul and this is analogous to the speech above the supernal speech which is called malchus and shechina as we've discussed right it's the attribute of sovereignty malchus and shechina the divine indwelling and so thus when we speak words of torah we are arousing the the speech above the supernal speech to um To unify the Shekhinah. So basically, like just going back to yesterday's Tanya for a moment, where we talked about this idea that the Shekhinah that descends through all four of the worlds in this like descent way through different Tim and and Masachim uh, screens and stuff like that but ultimately the Shekhinah is still there it's still going through it's piercing through in order to connect it back to its source because the Shekhinah is the supernal speech of God we do that through our speech so thus this is why when we uh, when we say the Kriyashma, the shma prayer or Berkat Amazon the Grace After Meals or Words of Torah these are All of these things, it's important for us to do out loud because it's, and it's not enough just to think these words, but actually to speak them out loud as well. So that's it for today. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight into the mirror image of God, and we'll continue along these lines tomorrow, and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak Ben Benyamena Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana.